what up guys welcome to rizzo on the move i am your host joe rizzo and this is my podcast powered by the movers check out movers.org with a z movers with a z to see what we're all about and to collaborate as far as this show goes we feature people from every walk of life from all different parts of the world we believe that everyone has a story to tell no matter who they are now let's make some moves you're such a cup of water, I love it. You're such a cup of water. <laughs> I drink it. I drink it. Yeah, oh, that's a thing we could do. You're su- We could do that to different things. You're such a drink of water. I mean, cup of water. I drink it. Or, you're such a pizza bagel. I eat it. Yeah. Ooh, we're on to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's another one? Anything. Literally. Yeah, literally anything. Literally anything. What well, has to rhyme with that flow? You Ma- could do it. You're such a plain white wall. I, I paint it. <laughs> like, you could do anything. I'm a sick freak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask her all the questions. So how'd you get your movie in a theater? So how'd you get a movie? How'd you make a movie? How'd you get people to work for you? Did you say actors? Were they free? Did you pay them? (laughs) Imagine if conversations were like that. And it was like... Well, they are just not as fast. I know, but I want them to be that fast. sure it's not gonna like do the thing last time this would be good right what do you need it for for like when you take out the sound hello hello hi how are you good how are you i'm tommy i'm well (laughs) hi hi tommy uh uh, joe is setting up like the rest of the stuff right now just okay (laughs) Great. You don't see it, right? Uh, no. Do you, can you see us? No. Yeah, because we don't see you. Are we doing video? <laughs> oh, uh, is that? You don't want to we don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, yeah. Let's let's just do audio if that's okay. Well, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That's is fine. that cool? Yeah, that's. All right. Perfect. E- easier on both ends. <laughs> Okay. All right, so he's just setting that up then. So before we, like, jump into it, uh, our main question is how do you pronounce your name so we don't <laughs> insult you? That's, that's the one big question. That's the Nag- biggest question. Nagme. Nagme. Nagme, yeah. Nagme. Mm-hmm. Nagme. All right. Yeah, we were pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. We were saying Should na- I ask? We were or? saying Nagma. 
Magmite, yeah, that's that's a, that's a, that <laughs> that happens. Yeah. It's it's pronounced nagme in Farsi. So and it's a guttural it's a k sound which is really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, unless you you're you know, you speak like Dutch or French or Hebrew or <laughs> Arabic. Hi, I'm here now. I'm Joe. Hi, how are you? How how are you, Joe? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. So I'm gonna go live now. If there is there anything else you wanted to talk about before I go live? No. Okay, cool. All right, guys, welcome to Rizzo on the Move. I'm here. I'm with Tommy. Hello. Again. Yeah. And I'm with, I didn't hear the pronunciation, actually. Nagma? Nagme. Nagme. Yeah. So Nagme is a film director that I met through uh, Michael Kosowski, right? He's your publicist? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's a cool guy. I never met him yet, but he just like I don't know. He's a really nice person in all his emails. I couldn't. I would see. I picture <laughs> him as being a really nice guy. He is. Yes. <laughs> so, have you been working with Michael for a while now? No, actually, I met him through uh, the festival um, when the film got in, and I reached out to them and said, "I, I, I need help promoting this." So. They put me in touch with Harold PR, which is where Michael works. Oh, cool. So it's a fairly recent connection then. Yeah. 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 So the film that you're talking about, um, do you want to kind of explain what film you're talking about here? <laughs> or uh, I my film? Do. Yeah, your or, film, yeah, right? Yeah. I, um, so it's called Maki. It's uh, a Japanese language film that we shot in New York um, uh, over the course of an 18-day period, uh, New York City and Hudson Valley. And um, I wrote the screenplay and co-produced it and um, and directed it. It's my second feature film. And the basic plot of the film is... It's it's a plot it's a film like I've never really seen any movie made about it that I could think of about geishas and um, Japanese well, business yeah, world. Yeah, they're they're hostesses. They're not geishas. Geisha is a very specific thing that you in Japan. It's uh, it's it's a career, and women are chosen from a very young age, and there's a big training process. But it, this surrounds that um, the the hostess club. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, these places are very popular in all, all throughout um, Asia. So I don't even, so, I, I don't know much about Asian culture at all. I don't know. Do you, Tommy? I know even... very little. Yeah. But... So can you kind of explain like the background of the movie, what it's about? Have you seen the movie? I've seen the first 35 minutes and then we ha- we just, I didn't finish watching it yet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, the it's the summary of the film. It's very hard for me to summarize it. It's uh, I could send you what I could um, t- I could read what Michael told me about it. Yeah, it's a pretty good synopsis. Um, he said 
Maki is a film directed by you. Uh, it's about a Japanese girl who comes to New York in her 20s. She begins working as an effective geisha at a bar geared towards Japanese businessmen while maintaining a relationship with the bartender, Tommy. Yeah, so I, I know all that already. That's That I'm all good with it. She eventually falls pregnant, so I haven't seen that yet, due to the scheme of the Mama-san, who pays Tommy to impregnate many of the women who work at the club. The Mama-san then guilts her geishas into having the babies in private, while she eventually sells the children for adoption and keeps most of the money for herself. So... That see like that's not a movie that I've ever heard of before. <laughs> like, <laughs> being told that's never been told that kind a of story. Very strong story. Yeah. Um, how did you come up with? Is, is that basically what this movie's about? Uh, it is basically. Yeah. So where did this come um, from? I I thought I I came up with the story uh, um, after many months of trying to figure out what you know what 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 did I want to work on? And, and it was important for me to work on a story based on a, a, a woman coming of age, a young, younger woman. Mm-hmm. And, um, it wasn't even set in the Japanese environment. Uh, it could have been any, any subset within the New York area. Uh, but when I went to my producer, um, the executive producer and talked to him about it, he had just finished making a film in Japan and he encouraged me to pursue Japanese actors. Mm. And so that sent me on this whole other journey of, which I was happy to do because I, I had always been interested in Japanese culture so to you learn started... more about the Japanese culture in New York. And then to, um, uh, check out the hostess clubs and to set it in a hostess club and to have this triangular relationship uh, similar to um, like a Dangerous Liaisons, if you've seen that movie from the yeah. 80s, uh, late 80s, um, or read the French book, it's it, it was that that really was the part of the inspiration for me. It was that? Um, and you just wanted to tell this story, I guess. You felt like it was an untold kind of underground. Yeah, story. I felt I felt it was kind of it was original. I'd never seen anything like it. Um, Definitely not. And I, I wanted to do something that felt different and new. That was very important. So when you wrote this script originally, you wrote it like in mind that it would be like Japanese style or did, was it kind of more of like an American style hostess club? And then it wasn't until your producer. No, the hostess club wasn't even in the original story. It was the, the, the whole last part of the film which you guys didn't see that that was where the story began for me in my mind the the whole when when i decided to do the japanese to delve into the japanese subculture in new york that's when i i saw the hostess clubs and i visited them and i thought as a storyteller that was a really great place to set the beginning of the film yeah that was really cool and like it definitely like makes it feel like it's a whole nother side of at least like new york city that like you would never know about mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. yeah and i think that was part of part of the what compelled me to want to do this because i think we forget 
that there's so many subcultures and so many yeah. things happening in the city that, you know, we, it's, it's a 24 hour place and we, we know it for most of the day, but there's a whole world that happens at night that, um, no one knows most of us don't, don't, <laughs> you know, we think it's really crime ridden or, you know, we think the worst, but there's, yeah. there, you know, there are these places too, where lonely men get, <laughs> get, get, uh, um, get to spend time with these beautiful young girls. And there, there are a lot of people that spend their nights awake in the city. What, what, so what's a geisha? Is that like a escort? No, a geisha is a, uh, professional, um, uh, not an escort they they are taught many different disciplines they know many languages they they learn poetry they learn um about history they they're very educated women who have a very particular um style of dress and makeup and they are now considered you know part of the very you know high japanese culture to to be a geisha so oh really it's it, like a prestigious yeah it job. takes a lot of training to become a geisha and they're not escorts no they they can befriend people men and um but they're not like prostitutes by any stretch they're they're like you know professional female uh companions and, interesting. And this movie is about the bartender gets yeah. with all the geishas and I, no, gets I think, them pregnant. See, you're confused. Like the there's no, no geishas. There it's like a host club, hmm. and a host club um, is kind of like a place where you can go and have like a f- non-physical relationship with either women, women or men. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 loosely based on geisha. So geisha is um, the the word means to entertain. So these women learn the uh, arts and dancing and singing, and um, they have their very traditional makeup and costume. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not prostitutes. I gotcha. And neither are the. But hosts. they all just love Tommy, the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's a very charismatic guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and the and the hostesses aren't uh, prostitutes either, but they're just not. I mean, if you're a geisha, you stay in Kyoto, you stay in Japan, um, and and you work there. These girls, what what the hostess club does is it democratizes the, you know, that concept, and just regular ordinary women and girls can you know do that kind of, you know, sitting and talking to older men at bars. Um, the mama-san, like, that's pretty. So is that, a mama-san is what? What is the definition of that? Is that, does anyone know that? Should I look that up? Uh, well, yeah. She, she would, mama-san is just the, the mama means, uh, it's, it's a re- re- reverential way of talking to women. Yeah. Um, and yeah. She's a woman in a position of authority. Position of authority. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the, I mean, in a way, like the madam of the host club. Yeah. Right. Especially one in charge of a geisha house. Oh, there you go. All right. So. Which I, where, 
I always found like the host clubs and stuff because I have heard about them in Japan, and I always found them interesting. Like it's it's interesting that there's a place where people go to have like a fake girlfriend or boyfriend, but it's the internet now. But it's like it's <laughs> it's strictly a like communication thing. Like it's just a mental attraction. It's not so much. I mean, physical. yeah, it fills a void. I think you're right. It's yeah. like mm. the lonely men who want to have attention. And and these cultures are very closed. They're very inhibited. So mm-hmm. a place like a hostess club, it just, you know, they drink, they they get to just unwind and relax and there's not all of that the pressures of home life and work life. So you can you can be yourself or you can be another version of yourself. It's Yeah. I see that. So let's kind of get on a timeline. Like, how did your career in filmmaking start? Like, let's go back. Uh, it goes very way back. <laughs> yeah. I went to film school. I, I graduated with a degree in broadcasting and film. Mm-hmm. I um, decided I wanted to be a filmmaker as a teenager, working in a local video store, one of the one of the top uh, local video stores in Brookline, Massachusetts. Mm. And um, Blockbuster. That was where I. No, <laughs> no, it was called Brookline Video. Oh, okay. Um. And that's where I learned a lot about um, foreign films. So I watched a lot of films on VHS back then. And um, and that was my first education. And then I decided I wanted to study filmmaking. And I did that. And I went out to L.A. and was there at USC for um, a while and decided I didn't want to be uh, in California. I came back. And then when I graduated, yeah. I came to New York. What was it about it's, California that uh, turned you off? Um, I I was at USC Film School, and I if you were not uh, if you were not the son daughter uh, of a famous filmmaker, you were you had no opportunity to direct. Um, really, it was, it was a, like a, a hierarchy that you couldn't really break into if you didn't know anybody, and I knew no one. I, I had no connections. So I realized very quickly, if I stayed in California, I'd probably be a makeup artist or something. And yeah, that's a big thing with like wanted to make films. That's a big thing with like the California industry compared to the New York one, where there's so much like narcissism Mm. in California and around Hollywood and stuff because there's so many celebrities and stuff out there. Mm -hmm. But I feel Mm -hmm. like in New York, it's just like they're here too, just not as they are like. But I think vocal, like people in New York are more worthy to grind rather than coast. Yeah, I think New York has more of a. It's, I mean, it's changed even the last ten years here because yeah, of absolutely. all the shows and series. But New York is it, it, you. You can. You p- people are very. Uh, they take film a lot more seriously as an art form, and um, you can get films made with much lower budgets out in California, everybody's trying to make money off of these projects and people will, um, you know, that they'll, they will dupe young, (laughs) young people into believing that, you know, you give them the money and they'll be able to make a film for you. And it's really, it's, it's kind of, I didn't like it 
it was very, it seemed superficial to me at the time. And I think it, it's, maybe it's gotten better. I don't know. Maybe the independent scene has, has sort of made it uh, an impact in Hollywood as well. But I think, yeah, for independent film, New York, New York is the best place to be. Yeah, I agree. That was my experience. I, I mean, I, I, and I don't think I've, I would have been able to make films if I didn't, if I didn't live in New York. Mm. And then I, and then here I, I became an editor. So I started editing, um, and, uh, very seriously was, uh, editing videos and films and, uh, TV and uh, commercials, and then uh, getting myself ready to branch out and do, and I did some producing too. And then I, I was teaching filmmaking to high school kids in the city. Hmm. That's cool. And then I just started to write, and, and I, I got married, I had uh, kids, and I decided I needed time to sit and write, and that's what I started doing. And you had never really written before? Uh, I'd written some short things, but never a screenplay. So I was kind of nervous about it. But I, I did in college, so I had some familiarity with it. I just never thought of myself as a writer, and I still don't. But I think the, the script is the most important thing. And without it, you, you can't... Um, at least I can't. I don't think I can. I can make a film without a solid script to go. Agreed. Go <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been working on a script ourselves, so. That, that yeah. So you know how so how yeah. that goes. <laughs> so we definitely agree with the script is the most important. <laughs> but um, I I have another question because, um, we noticed that you, the other film that you did is also in like. Um, it's in Farsi. It's a foreign language. Yeah, mm. it's in a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Which, when when you mentioned that when you were working at the video store, you watched a lot of foreign language, or you were exposed to a lot of foreign language films. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like? Um, consciously make that choice to like do these films as kind of like foreign language stuff, or do you just like once the script is done, you just think that's the direction it should go i think for the last two i think i'm really i am inspired by by the the idea of of foreigners in this country i Mm. think that's my experience it's and i i feel very comfortable uh talking about that and and so when you write and you want to be authentic you you want you want the words to be in, in whatever language. And that was the case with the neighbor. Uh, I thought it had to be in Farsi. And it's the dialogue is sparse in that film, but hmm. I didn't I didn't think it would work in English. And I um uh I didn't care that it was gonna be subtitled. I know a lot of people get nervous about that, but I think it, it adds authenticity to to the story. Yeah, absolutely. Now and then for the second film it was similar i mean i really wanted to work within a foreign uh within a foreign story line and i didn't i could have done this film in english but i decided i wanted to stick with japanese because you know they speak japanese when they're amongst themselves and they're not speaking in english yeah do you speak 
both those languages? Like, what was the translating like? Because I know when some languages translating to, like, actual, like, dialogue can be very complicated. Right. Um, I do speak Farsi, but I also speak French. I speak Italian. Hmm. Um, Japanese, I don't speak. But I was working with my Japanese co-producer. She's Japanese, her Iranian and Japanese. So... Oh. She, um, it's a mix. she, yeah, she was able to really help with the translating and Japanese is especially difficult because, uh, every one sentence in English, which is like five words will become, you know, 10 Japanese words. So it doubles yeah. in length and span of time it takes to deliver that short line. So that was challenging because I don't my I don't my script is not very dialogue heavy, but it it's in Japanese it became like the dialogue became really important. Mm -hmm. uh, That's interesting. So that was an interesting experience for me because then I, now I had to direct not just direct action and emotion. I was I was really spending a lot of time with the dialogue and how it was how it was delivered yeah that's really cool were the these are the first two scripts you've written or not yes and you made both of them i made both of them that's yeah. incredible see like, like we need to learn how to do this stuff yeah you, you gotta tell us <laughs> that, that story yeah like how do you how do you just get a film made like it, like you we don't just get a filmmaker. <laughs> you have to sweat a lot and yeah and bleed and and have nightmares and, and cry. No, it's not <laughs> like so. So I'll tell you from our point of view. We've written scripts. How do we make them into any into something? Like do, well, do you, you go have to, ask to be. You have to be very. I think humility is extremely important and mm -hmm. uh, underrated in film. And I think when you are humble and you are able to interest other people who may have more experience than you and get them to come on board and help with your vision, you, you're, you're more likely to make a better film. And it's, it's all, I think it's all experience and and uh, once you do, once you do that, and you build those relationships, then you can continue. Um, but that happened. For you. That's how it went for you. Yeah, pretty much. I I spent a lot of time by myself, and I spent a lot of time uh, shopping it around, shopping my projects around, and talking to people. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say I spent a lot of time by myself, I mean I wrote a lot. I wrote and I rewrote and I edited I mean I have boxes and boxes and boxes mm. of my old scripts that I haven't even thrown away because I like looking and seeing it reminds me how arduous the process was yeah the progression that it's not something that I I do just on a whim I, I have a I have a desire and I have a story and I have and I want to see it get produced so yeah, I like it. That's awesome. It's it's so nice to like talk to people who have that drive and like actually go out there and do it. Yeah, two. You're two for two. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. 
Right. Well, I, that's, yeah, I keep reminding myself. It's, uh, but each it's, 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 it's tough. Independent filmmaking is, is, as you guys, I'm sure know, it's not, uh, for the faint hearted. You have to no. really, you have to have convictions and you have to have a lot of people who are supporting you and cheering for you. Because yeah. they're going to be just as many people who aren't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, or more. So, <laughs> like with your film, with uh, Ma- Maki, um, mm-hmm. like if you don't mind me asking, I'm not, I don't know if this is a rude question or not. <laughs> um, like what was the budget like on that? Because I know like just permits for shooting in New York get like crazy and like um, it, you said it, it they were all Japanese crazy. actors. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't it know was. What, like, it, I, I can't, I can't is, divulge okay. budget information. I, but I can tell you that it's. It, you have to. You 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 got to get the script into the hands of people who are experienced and have done this, and there are many. Right. And and they can help shepherd it. Um, but mm. that that takes you know it takes a lot of. Uh, it takes a lot of tenacity. It takes luck as well. I think it's a combination oh, yeah. of the two. Because, you know, I, I was looking and looking for the right line producer to come on. And she became, she was the line producer and producer. And um, she was really, she was amazing at, you know, helping to pull a lot of stuff together. But I also brought a lot to the table. I had, I had um, many, many people in the city who were helping with locations and giving me apartments and, you know, um, uh, offices and yeah. office spaces. Just use and cars every connection you can. And... Mm-hmm. What? Just use any connection you can. That you could think of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I, I think if you, you know, you get to that point, um, where you've you've done all the work and you've raised the money and you 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 are people see how serious you are they will help you and and that's not to say that you're you're not going to have difficulty i was afraid every day shooting in the city that we were going to be shut down for some reason yeah. every day of shooting it was the most stressful thing what made what made um, you worried though you had permits right yeah, but it doesn't matter. You're shooting in a building and it's a co-op and, you know, you have permission to shoot. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the co-op board realizes that you're shooting and they're not so happy with the fact that you're shooting. So, you know, you, you have to deal with that and then you have to, you know. A lot of um, factors. A lot of what? There's a lot of factors that you have to think about. And, well, yeah, I yeah. mean, if you think about it, you won't get it made. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, it's there's a lot of that. There's it's not it is really not easy getting a film made, um, as anybody who's done it can attest. Yeah, I don't think but, anyone said it's easy. <laughs> no, <laughs> and and shooting in New York is especially difficult. But I think you know the film has it has that look because of the fact that I shot it. I shot it here. I didn't go to Philadelphia. I didn't go yeah. to you know. No, some, yeah, it's very um, evident that it's New York City. Yeah. I mean, it, and it looks like like a real New York City. Sometimes, for some reason, like when they say it's the city in movies and stuff, you're like, I've been to the city like almost every other weekend. <laughs> uh-huh, it uh-huh. looks nothing like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but that was another interesting part about um, the bit of your movie that I saw. The cinematography of it is shot very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any like look say at, in that well, yes like, <laughs> yeah i meant like was there like a specific look you were going for because it kind of reminded me of like a documentary style thing so like at first like it made the movie seem so real like i was asking joe i was like is this oh this is like a real thing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so uh, i thought that was really cool i think it's 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 how I shoot, and I think I mean I I didn't shoot the movie. I have I had a DP, but I yeah. framed every shot. So it, I I I guess I have a particular I have a particular. Um, it's interesting because I didn't think about this film in that way. My first film very much is is like that. It's it feels very real and raw, and you're like right there. Mm. Um, with this, I thought it was because we had so many limitations in terms of space. I felt I wasn't able to really. It, it felt more theatrical. Right. Mm. Yeah. I encourage you guys to watch it to the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No. You absolutely. See the whole thing. Absolutely. We will. Yeah. <laughs> we well, we saw the trailer but, for Neighbor too, and yeah. it, it yeah, looked pretty yeah. si- little similar. But yeah, so, we yeah, we'll definitely have a similar it. feeling. But, but they're very different films. I think. Yeah. They're, they're really, um, I think you can tell that it has a similar touch. I mean, you can tell that that one person directed it, I think. But they, to me, they're, they're really two very um, just different, different yeah. films. Yeah. But the it, more I think about it, maybe if they are similar, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was a minute trailer, so yeah. you can't really tell anything for so. a minute. We'll watch, we'll fully watch both and get back to you on that. But like, just like the look at your film is so, it's like realism. Like I've never Mm. watched something that made me actually feel like I was just watching, like I was in the room. And that's not like me trying to like kiss up to you or anything. (laughs) I genuinely like, it felt so real. And I thought that was like a really... So did you like that feeling or did you, what did, or did it make you feel uncomfortable in some way? I know. I don't think it made me feel uncomfortable, but like it just made the movie feel less like a movie in a good way and more like real life, which mm. I guess is the goal of a movie in the long run. You want to feel real? Yeah. I th- well, like, that's the goal. I think of, of people like me who are, who are locked in, uh, a specific kind of old kind of uh, filmmaking. I think I, I'm. M- my references are not today's films. My references are films from 20, 30, 40 years ago. Right. And you think that's because you watched them so much while you're working at the movie store? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watch. I mean, that's my, that was my introduction, but that's uh, that's all I watch. Yeah. That's that's all I <laughs> I continue to watch. Uh, oh yeah. I, I'm yeah. like I'm a huge cinephile. Yeah. You haven't seen the new Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I watch those films too. I watch everything. That's how much I like films. Oh cool. I wouldn't want to make the new Avengers, but <laughs> I, I I I'll watch it. Yeah. So, so like, who are some of like your favorite uh, director or just favorite movies? I have so many. Um, First ones. About my my up. favorite. My favorite directors are uh, Jean-Luc Godard, uh, Federico Fellini, um, 
uh, Kurosawa, um, Iranian filmmakers. I love Kiarostami. I love Amir Naderi's work. He, he's, he's my producer. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> I'm looking at Joe, and Joe's like, I don't know any of these. Well, people. I don't. I'm bad with names <laughs> in general. Like maybe if I saw their faces, but I'm horrible with names. You you you've never seen a Godard film? Uh, a what? Godard, Jean-Luc Godard. I don't know. I don't think maybe. I mean, I got to look him up. I mean, Kurosawa did like all the big. Oh, you know these people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're a movie buff. Yeah, but wait, I don't. You, but if you guys are writing a script, you should go see some of these movies. <laughs> well, I'm familiar. I I watch a lot of movies. I just don't remember the names of people. It's bad. Yeah, I'm familiar with a lot of the people that you talked about. Um, I love Cassavetes. He's he's an American director from you know the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, he he was unbelievable, and he was part of the whole American um, independent uh, filmmaking scene. That 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 uh, because of that, you have people like Scorsese and Coppola. And, yeah. Um, so there's. You know, there's a lot of great films. Robert Robert Goddard. Is that no Jean Luc Jean Luc Godard. Like Jean Luc Picard. I was just gonna say he's from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> John was Fellini. Was he the one who did um, Eight and a Half? Yes, that's okay. Fellini. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I always like I remember that name coming up so much in film school. Or Kubrick. Stanley yeah. Kubrick is another yeah. one that I love. Stanley Kubrick is, I think, one of the best filmmakers of all time. He is. He's an amazing filmmaker. But um, he didn't make that many. Each one of them is amazing. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Like, he has such just a positive, like, record on movie making. Like, all of his movies were seen as, like, groundbreaking. Masterpieces. Yeah, masterpieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's a phenomenal filmmaker, but his films are all reference um, these, you know, other filmmakers. He he was very well read and yeah. um, well versed in the language of cinema. Yeah, a big person who's like a big promoter of like film history is uh, Tarantino. He says he's like, right. if you watch enough good movies, you'll learn how to make one. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's that's that was his film school yeah watching a lot of films yeah he's the, i like he's, tarantino's films he, but the, the one older who, ones i like more is tarantino the one who makes everything explode like those yes. explosions yeah he made uh the movie Django Reinhardt Django Django, yeah. Django Unchained yeah. yeah that was what I was that's, thinking yeah. of yeah, that explosion. Pulp Fiction oh, kind of Reservoir brutal. Dogs yeah yeah but the Kill Bill series was really good I love the Kill Bill series yeah mm-hmm. I didn't see those really was <laughs> no. oh, everyone God. talks about they're them they're so good did they make a third one no oh, they were supposed to right <laughs> I feel like they should because it's volumes one and two yeah there should be a third one maybe it's coming <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff. I mean, he's doing a lot right now. So let's get back on that timeline. So I think you explained up until you made your first script, right? The the neighbor. Mm-hmm. How did you get that one going after you made it and revised it and everything? 
Um, I just, that, that was a lot easier. I made the film. I didn't have to deal with any translators. I speak the language. So mm. I was able to edit it very quickly within a year and, um, I got it into the festivals and that just, that just took off, um, and screened all over the place and, and then went, uh, online. So to get something in a festival, you just send it to them basically and they watch it. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. With a fee, of um, course. Oh, you, they charge you to watch their movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you have to pay. And then if they an like it, fee. all right. I mean, that seems fine. They like it. They they tell you to come. They invite you. Yeah, to but it's come it's, through. it's yeah. They invite you, but I think mm-hmm. it's it's even harder now. There's just because it's more saturated, guys. right? Yeah. It's saturated, yeah. Totally. And now, like, some of the big ones are, it's not even, like, fair to get in. Like, Sundance, you can't well, get it's, into. The, the, the problem is that there's, distri- theatrical distribution has dried up. Um, mm-hmm. And for, it's definitely for art house films. There is no more theatrical distribution. Yeah. So your best shot of getting on screen and getting your film seen in the way you intended it to be seen is getting it into a good festival. So it's not just, and theatrical distribution also has dried up for a lot of independent Hollywood films. So even for those films, if if you if you can't get into the theaters, you got to get into the um, into the festivals. Yeah. And so the more you have, then the less room there is for a small, really small film like mine. Um, or many others, really great films that that just there's no there's no room on the schedules. Yeah, that's that's kind of sad. They gotta make some more festivals, I guess. There needs to be. Oh, there's a ton. That's <laughs> why too many a festivals. <laughs> there's a lot, and there's it's, I think it's probably too many festivals. Yeah. Yeah. So the the objective for filmmakers is to get it into the best festivals, get it get it seen, get it into the best markets, and and that's it. Yeah. Are you working on? Obviously, you're working on your next thing, I guess. Now. I'm or? writing. I'm writing a lot, but I I'm still not finished with this in terms of the promotions. So, mm. and it's screening in Japan in November. So once oh, I do that, awesome. and I can really. I can really start moving on. I feel like up until then, I'm still really invested. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, what's the promotion like? How what goes into that? You just, just I guess you do a bunch of podcasts and just keep pushing it out there. Any <laughs> interviews? I, 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 yeah, and a lot of interviews get it to um, yeah the social media, which I'm not really so wonderful at. I need to <laughs> get help on that front. Um, mm-hmm. so there's social media, there's getting it out into, um, you know, publications. I think the web is really where, uh, most people are getting, getting information. So what do yeah. you guys do? How do you get your stuff out? You, you, your podcast is on different platforms. Is it? Yeah, it's on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, and what, do, how's your, how did you create a following? Well, this is my this will be my hundred and like second episode. So I just kept putting episodes out and I, it's not even like I have a huge following, but <laughs> just, you just keep putting <laughs> them out there and you just keep doing it. Then 
I mean, I just kept uh, emailing people to like see if they would want to come on, and now, like, it's people hit me up to say, "Can you come on? If you want someone to come on, I'm like, yeah, sure, definitely." <laughs> Especially <laughs> something like this, where I've never talked to. We've talked to a few people that have made films, but I never talked to a f- someone who made a film like this. So yeah. I was like, definitely wow. sure. Um, also, so for just so everyone knows, Maki is making its American premiere on Friday, October 19th at the Chelsea Film Festival in New York City. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. How did when you found that out? Were you obviously I guess you were pumped for that, right? Yeah, it's very exciting. I, I shot the film in New York, and to have it screened in New York is really great. So I was very excited. And I think it's a it's a great festival. It's young. Um, the founder is a woman, and uh, I think it's it's very international mix. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm the only female director of a oh. feature-length film. So here's a good question, because I know in some festivals you have to go for like categories and stuff. Um, what category would yours fall in? Like, would it is feature it, narrative? Okay, so it's not like technically it wouldn't be foreign language, or uh, not necessarily. I mean, it, it's. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is foreign, but you when you're applying to all these foreign festivals, all of the films are foreign. So That's a good point. It's not... And, and even... You send it, and then they determine where they want to put it. Oh, okay. How they want to... You okay. know, like, if, if it's... If they have other films, Japanese films, maybe they'll do, yeah. like, a series of Japanese... Yeah. Or, it, but but most like if you apply to Sundance, they're they're gonna get films from all over the world. Yeah. Um, I, there's no need to to further, you know. Yeah, I just w- think it's really interesting how it's like, yours is an American film. It's just in different languages. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's not hard, it's, but it's not foreign. Hard to, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's like it's really a hard cool. sell on many fronts. <laughs> But it's not foreign, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I like that. What section do you think ha- is the least saturated? Like what, like, like twenty minute independent? If you want to get your film noticed and awarded, you know, like what is the uh, I kind of film? I don't you- know anything about that. I that's like I, least I don't, saturated. I don't really look into it because you just do it. My interest, want. yeah, my interest has been long format. Mm-hmm. And um, I because we've had people. So I don't. Make like, I don't know, but yeah, we've had people make like twenty-minute short films, and they've won film festivals. But obviously, there's a million film festivals, so yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, yeah. There's there's just a lot, and it's you know, I think it's a preference for the filmmaker what what they really want to do, and I. I'm just drawn to the longer format. I, I like I like those films. Yeah. Um, I feel they're fuller, in some ways. Oh, but I also sure. like short films. I just, I, I think so much work goes into making any length film. Why not just do feature? Yeah, and that's the thing. Where it's like with the short film, after festivals, 
there's not a whole lot you can do with it. I just think a feature mm-hmm. film, it, there's more, you know? Like, you can do festivals, and then maybe it can get distribution, and it can go on to, like, either streaming services or even, mm-hmm. like, a small theatrical run. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if you're doing a short film, it's such a hard, like... Um, yeah, on the route. back end, you have to yeah, yeah be organized and try to find... Right. I got you. So... What is next? Are you planning on doing more like foreign kind of different language films or you know comes in some English Maybe. Films? <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I'm not uh you don't know yet. Uh yeah. My my mind is, is does work works in strange I've lived in Italy, I've lived in France, I've lived in London. So I think oh. part of the charm of making films is like the escapist aspect for the filmmakers. What role so, does travel play in like what you write about? I guess it's a lot, right? A lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Just experiences you experiences you've had while you traveled has gotten yeah. its way in there. Yeah. So but like, I mean, it, it would be nice to do a English language film in America, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> close by. Yeah, just to make it easier. <laughs> um, I had a question about because you said you used like Japanese actors, like they were from Japan. Two uh, came from Japan. Uh, three of them came from Japan, um, and two of them I found. I found in Japan the the uh, the third one was um, actually living in New York at the time, but now she's back in Tokyo. Um, so were so. They, oh, I'm sorry. Um, were they like um, SAG actors, um, or like did you have to work no, out like any weird contract no. stuff because of that? Uh, no, they they didn't. Even if they were SAG, they didn't do SAG. Because my film was, if we were to do SAG, it would have added just many more complications. Oh, yeah, that we we didn't, we, uh, we was just, we, it wasn't possible to, <laughs> I didn't even want to contemplate it, as you can tell. I just, I <laughs> no, didn't want yeah, to go there. I, I know, so. <laughs> every time they're like, SAG actors yeah, well, are brought I, in, it's just more of a hassle. <laughs> I don't know much about SAG, but every time someone talks about SAG, everyone just gets like all like tense and like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, SAG, I hate SAG. And I'm like, what's so bad about SAG? You know? It's yeah, it's a union. It's a union and they <laughs> have very specific rules. And we didn't shoot, we shot non-union primarily, but we shot in, in a union for, in, in the same format. So I know that it was very rigid, like, you couldn't go beyond a certain number of hours. And then for the actors, they have a lot of, it's set up for them not to get abused in the industry, but for an independent low budget film, you know, everybody's getting abused. So (laughs) it just doesn't help. (laughs) Gotta make it happen. Yeah. So, so if the, if a SAG actor wants to participate, then they don't, they wouldn't, report it or something like that i think i think that's, do, that's do you have thing. to be in sag though if you're a big time actor don't you have to be now basically yes you do you do but i was working with a japanese actress who is she's not part of sag she doesn't live in america yeah yeah i, I was just thinking like overall so like are there any I have actors? To deal with that. there's no actors that aren't in sag like th- that i've heard of probably right 
not no. once you're in. I think, yeah. Like, I think all things. actors want to be a part of SAG. Because like as an actor, SAG is the best thing possible. Right. Yeah. Because it's only making your life better. It's yeah, you just, get like a quota it's or just, a quote or whatever. Yeah, right. like minimums and mm-hmm. stuff. And But just for anyone who has to work for like for SAG actors yeah, you, or with you, SAG you actors. Tend to, yeah, you'll look for it's non-SAG. Non-SAG yeah. <laughs> people who are just making their mark. <laughs> no, I guess uh, I haven't dealt with it yet. All right, well, what Let's see. I got a couple more questions. So the movie's kind of about, I'm talking about Maki now, um, human trafficking and um, like what sparked you to write about this? Is this like firsthand stuff that you noticed while you were traveling or you like Googled and found out about <laughs> all this stuff? <laughs> I Googled it. <laughs> um, it's... Uh it wasn't really, to me, it wasn't so much about the human trafficking aspect of it. It was more power and uh, somebody who doesn't have power and somebody who has a tremendous amount of power. Mm-hmm. And that was the basis of the story. And then I, as a woman, as a woman who's had children, knowing knowing how intense that is, I wanted to talk a little bit about that that process, that, like what happens to somebody Um when they are about to have a baby and and mm-hmm. so the idea came and when the idea came to me then i started looking and more actively looking to see does this happen and then i saw yes it happens it happens quite frequently and at the time that i was really working on the script there was a story about um a, a house somewhere in eastern europe i remember um, where the women were, it was a baby making factory. So, um, it does happen. It happens. Factory. Yeah. Literally like a big building. Yeah. These women were all pregnant, having babies that, that were being sold. It was in the news. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And they broke up the ring and it was like, it was human trafficking. Yeah. So stuff like this, it's not, (laughs) <laughs> who wants to buy a baby but but that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the the main thrust for me in no, developing no. the story mm-hmm. but that was something that i thought was interesting because um you know if you put if you have somebody who's in a vulnerable situation it's very easy to manipulate them and yeah. that's what i wanted to write about think about develop yeah and you could definitely see like just with the way like the power struggle and just like dominance and like well it's oppression like, like it's i feel like the film is very relatable in times like now to mm. with like all the stuff going on in hollywood well, yeah, yeah, uh, and and I think men can also fall prey to that. I don't think it's just women. I think men yeah. can also fall prey to becoming, you know, pawns or victims in some yeah. way. So, well, I haven't seen the rest of the movie yet, but I'm assuming Maki is not going to be very happy when she finds out Tommy, or does she already know Tommy's with all these other 
girls. You got to see the whole Yeah, <laughs> I guess she doesn't know <laughs> because she's going to have to be angry, I'm assuming. You got to see the someone, movie. someone she trusted, you know, and thought, yeah, so, cared about so her. Yeah, so that's a, a good point, too. It's, it is about betrayal as well and what happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's more of the theme than there is with human trafficking, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> human trafficking was just, uh, you know, it was uh, a, a, a device, a narrative device. Yes. Is the Me Too movement in mind at all with this? No, I did it way before the Me Too movement. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can say Me Too as well. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm in a male-dominated industry. And... Yeah, that's Every, why, everybody's had these experiences. Yeah, that's why I brought. Like I was saying, that it's very relatable to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was. It was prescient, right? It was. Yeah. I was uh, seeing into the future. Yeah, exactly. When did you write Maki? A couple of years ago. Uh, I started writing it in 2011. Wow. Oh, wow. So. So the, what is like it, 2018? The, f- the final script was like draft like <laughs> 902. What? 902 pages? <laughs> no, like the, just the, the final like the draft. final draft. Number. Like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I have boxes and boxes. I kept those as well. It it's so um it's it, it was we shot it in 2016. So from 2011 to 2016, four years I was working on the script. Jeez. Wow. All right, so we can't, we don't feel that bad then. We've been working for like six months, so <laughs> <laughs> we got like three more years before we get this out there. I remember, I remember <laughs> seeing. Um, it goes fast. What'd you say? You remember seeing? No, I had this photo that was like. What? It was just like perfect for it, but I don't. Perfect for what? I don't know where it is. What do you mean? Explain it though. A photo of what? Like how we were just joking about like draft numbers and stuff. Like oh, it was like a meme. Yeah, it was like. (laughs) All right. So what's so October nineteenth, Lowe's Theater, New York City, thirty fourth Street, nine p.m. Can we get tickets to that? How do you do that? Yes, yes. You just go to the um, website, which is Chelsea Film Festival. Um, The Chelsea Film Festival website, and you go to schedule, and you scroll down to October 19th, and Maki's there. And when you go on to the Maki website, or the link, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's chelseafilm.org. Gotcha. C-H-E-L-C-S-E-A film.org, all one word. And then you go into program, you go into scroll to schedule, and you come down to Friday, 9 p.m. Maki, and you highlight that, and it brings you down to buy tickets. Awesome. We'll get on there. Um, do you have any... So for so I guess I for people, what? <laughs> Sorry, this was like it would have been good if I had it up before, <laughs> but it's essentially <laughs> a, a mug, and it says 
uh, like writer naming convention. So it's like story draft dot docs, story draft two, story final, story final two. <laughs> Story right. final, yeah. final. <laughs> yeah. final, Story, final. seriously, the yeah. final fucking version. I promise. Yes. And then it, yeah. there's like two more. It's, I hate my life. <laughs> I hate my life. Final, because <laughs> that's exactly how like I name stuff in my folders. Yeah, my whole screen's like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. So we'll get some tickets. We'll go see Maki. Yeah. Um. Do you have any like big screen w- advice for? I guess. People, writers or people trying to get their stuff out there what's your main piece of advice uh i think it goes back to what i was saying before be humble mm-hmm. ask for help and don't be afraid to um kill your darlings <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by kill your darling don't get too hooked don't get too stuck on something that you think is attached it's, yeah Mm. You you have to be able to take criticism and um and it's hard but you 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 have to I think it just makes the work better. Where is the line between all right, so sometimes people will give me criticism and I won't under I won't be able to distinguish if they're just giving me criticism because they want to have an input or if they're actually giving good criticism you know some people just talk just to talk i guess well, it has that's to why be, you should you you need to be careful who you show your work yeah to. who you show it to it matters mm-hmm. yeah yeah because like family will just say something to say something yeah never yeah. show to family that's, that's like, is that oh, a rule never never <laughs> yeah. show your family never show to family all right that's good yeah i have to start doing that because uh-huh. it's either they they'll like it or they'll like just take it way too seriously yeah. That'd just be like, like I, I couldn't even imagine what my dad would say if I showed him anything I wrote. This is trash. You think you're writing about him. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, is, like, in a way. He'll yeah. Just, yeah, he'll just exactly. write. I, I, I was confused. Why yeah. why'd you, Why is it written like this? I was like, written like what? He's like, the format's all weird. I was like, that, that's just script format. That's how scripts <laughs> look. Yeah. It don't look like a book to yeah, me. Yeah, he just won't get past that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other advice you think that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, People trying to get I out there. I think just, just uh, keep working and, you know, Don't keep stop. working, keep a positive attitude and uh, find what, what really matters to you and and talk about that. I yeah. like it. Very right. positive. <laughs> Do you have anything else you wanted to say? How can we follow you on social media and stuff? There's a there's a Maki Instagram a page, and there is uh, I'm on uh, yeah Nagmishur Khan. Um, I think I'm so bad with social media. <laughs> you don't run it yourself; someone else does I it. <laughs> I just yeah I I I think I'm I, I'm I'm phobic. I, it's weird. I don't like it either, honestly. It's not like it's fun. No, it's, it, it seems it like used work. to be when it first came out, but now it's like it can be yeah. people get trolled and it's it can be really negative and you just don't know who's watching you and it's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't it's like feeling forced to like have something like that. Yeah. I want to post stuff when I want to post it, not when I have to post it. 
Yeah, it's, it's like a full-time thing. And the younger, I don't know, you guys are younger than me, but even younger than you, they're like all over it. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, all day. Yeah. I don't trust kids. Yeah. <laughs> you don't my sister don't even have a TV. She don't even watch TV. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. It's weird. Only a computer. Hmm. Yeah, and exactly. She's 16. There you go. So that's proof no matter what, you know. <laughs> that's where it's going whether we like it or not. So it's get yeah. stuff on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It is scary. Netflix. But hopefully there'll be people who want to go see movies still. I think movies are very powerful. Yeah. They're always going to have... I think there'll always be movie theaters or... Yeah. There's even still drive-in theaters. Yeah. um, I I was listening to another podcast where two screenwriters talk about this a lot. And they said, like, nothing's going to beat the feeling of going to a movie theater and watching a movie despite how good, like, home theaters get. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like going out to the movies and the smell. Something. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a night yeah. out, you know, like mm-hmm. and but also being in that room with other people. I think that that communal experience. Yeah. The more the more we we become uh, invested in our devices for social for socialization, you know, going to a movie theater becomes that much more. Fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a I lot think. of. Community. People seek it out. They want to do it. You know what's going to end up being? People are going to be put up. People are going to put on their VR headsets and go to the virtual <laughs> movies. Yeah. Oh God. That's <laughs> and depressing. they're going to watch a movie inside of a VR That's movie. No, but I, I agree. I think like when you go see a movie that with like a specific crowd, like there was two times where the crowd was like just made the movie better. One mm-hmm. was when I saw. Um, I think it was Civil War, the Marvel movie. Oh yeah, and it was the first time like the new Spider Man came out, mm-hmm. and I saw it with my friends in Queens because Spider Man's from Queens. <laughs> and when the title that said Queens came up, they went nuts. Really? Oh my god! Everyone was cheering and because stuff. of the word Queens. Yeah, and they're like yeah, Spider Man, like Spider Man, like was <laughs> literally from there. Yeah. And that was great. And the other one was I saw Annihilation, which is, is a movie. Oh, that was such a great movie. Everyone oh, should go see. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was sick. That was movie. really yeah. good. Alex Garland's my favorite writer. Um, but <laughs> when I saw that, it was me and an old lady in the theater, mm-hmm. and we sat like three <laughs> seats away from each other, mm-hmm. and just. We went on that experience together. What do you mean? You like looked at her? <laughs> yeah. Well, like no, not even like we both just dead like focused on the screen and that movie came out and we were walking out and I'm just like wow and she was like yeah I wasn't ready for that <laughs> the whole day yeah yeah that's wow, true I would have loved to have seen that one in the theaters I saw that at home not that, that on Netflix I think or iTunes I want to see it again yeah it's I on Netflix yeah it's really good that. it's on iTunes I think that's yeah I, I, I want to mm. buy that and movie. Ex Machina like, is also really good oh yeah, Ex Machina that's what I'm saying Alex one. Garland everything he does man is just genius yeah, I really I really like that he's smart yeah I like that whole idea of Ex Machina like that's all gonna be real Chappie that movie Chappie Chappie yeah I heard I think it was my girlfriend told me a very interesting interesting thing about ex machina in the beginning when you first see ava 
Mm-hmm. I don't remember the names. No, obviously. she's also <laughs> called Ava. That's my my character's name. Yeah. Oh. Um, see, great minds. Yeah, yeah exactly. But <laughs> when you first see Ava, since she's like still like a new AI, mm-hmm. she's kind of walking like a boy. Uh-huh. Because like she doesn't know how to, like, attract, like, Tom Hall Gleason's character, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then it's like when she starts to learn because of AI, she starts acting more feminine and like cutesy and kind of lures him in. Yeah, that's so, how she tricks him. Yeah, which I thought I was like I didn't even. But that's how quick they learn that. Yeah. But I mean, that's something like so subtle that it, like, it, I don't know. It's just really yeah. cool, man. Well, yeah. Back to Annihilation. What do you What do you think happened? What was your interpretation of what happened? Mine. Both of you, yeah. Um. Oh, uh, the 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 they were both. I think they were, they were both. Um, infiltrated by the alien so they became hosts and that that it's it was no it wasn't contained that you get the sense that everyone was would be infected at some point it was really annihilation it was yeah it was the beginning of the end what was it though it was cancer right uh Yes and no. It was acting. It was a deformity, right? Like you know how everything was deformed on the. Yeah, it wasn't the, so much deformed. Mu- everything yeah, was like combined. Mutation. Mutation, mutation. That's what and that's yeah. what cancer is, right? Mutation of cells. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't. It continues to live. It's just like it's so like a parasite almost. Yeah. Like. So I, I felt like it was like. It's like like a, that part of the world, whatever that bubble thing was. Yeah. That had cancer. Could yes. Be. Radiation. It was, like, it was like in the way that it combined, like all the cells combined it in that. That's why you saw like the flowers that were shaped like people and the bear yeah. that was. That's what made me think horrifying. it was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. And um. Yeah. There. There's a book on it. He does. Um. It was inspired by a short story, I think. But that's that's ultimately radiation. I mean, the, all the Godzilla movies are yeah. based on those those monsters are they are um, a result of the radiation that happened because of the war. Yeah, and like nuclear testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stuff like so, that. I think but it's so it's cool. also glo- global warming. You could also look at that. And yeah. See a correlation to that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I want to watch Annihilation again. What are some other recent movies that stuck out to you guys? I saw. I really thought liked? Tully was really good. I saw that on the plane. Oh, that's with Charlie um, Theron, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't really like Jason Reitman's other films, but I I did like that. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I heard. I didn't see it, um, but I I heard a lot about it and I read about it. Um, I like mm. the fact that the screenwriter is a woman. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but they were saying that it was very similar. Um, like when the ending happened, it was very similar to like Fight Club in a way. I didn't see that. Oh. Mm. Have you seen? Uh, uh, that's like a hard. Uh, 
analogy to make fight club's very different <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it was just i mean that's one thing like when someone sees one similarity they're just like oh that's just a copy of this thing it's like, yeah what two people but everything, i mean everything's everything influenced yeah yeah exactly like you wouldn't ever were influenced by everything so i'm sure, I'm sure there's a, a foreign movie that's just like fight club mm-hmm <laughs> Every single thing we ever write is based on true events. You know, like you could say based on true events for every fun, every movie there is. Well, a lot of writers get their inspiration on, yeah. uh, from, you know, the seed of it is. Yeah. And I think that's with any art form. Basic, except the, what was I talking about before? That art. Uh, oh, Dada. Dada. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's just well, no, I mean, about nothing. Yeah, well, that's an art yeah. form strictly made to go against <laughs> art. Art, yeah. <laughs> Anti-art. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. There, a fi- film, there was a film movement that came out of Dadaism as well. Is there? That's yeah, something I would course. watch, too. I feel like, like a documentary? That's like the movie Rubber. No, no. Like the, the filmmakers. There were filmmakers who, you know, who there was like surrealism and there was Dadaism oh. and... It's probably, on it's probably on Netflix. <laughs> Something about Dada. <laughs> if you watch, probably. there's a movie called Rubber, and I'm pretty sure that's a Dada film. Rubber? Yeah. Like Flubber? Yeah. It's about a tire. <laughs> that's it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. It's a very weird huh? movie. I could watch that. All right. Well, I think we've said, a, said a, a, it all, most of it. Mm-hmm. Anything you get off your chest that you wanted to say when you were coming on here? Um, no, I just hope that people get to see the movie and go and uh, experience something a little bit different and can sit through it. And I'd love to hear what they think about it. Yeah, we're if it's cool, I'm we'll excited. Gi- yeah, we'll give you some feedback. We're gonna watch the whole thing after this. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully I can make it the nineteenth too, because that would be cool. I haven't gone to it's a film premiere in October a while. October nineteenth. October nineteenth, Friday. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's. Um, I think in the theater, it's really stunning. It's a beautiful film. Yeah, it is. So that's my plug. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. Thank you. This was fun. Thanks, yeah. guys. It was really sure. cool talking to you. Same. Talk to you soon. Good luck with your script. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Good Bye. luck with your stuff. <laughs> Bye. 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 That was uh, Nagame. Nagame. That's it. I can't remember her name. What are you saying? I'm saying say her name. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were pointing to Diddy. No, that was the pen was like this. (laughs) (laughs) Nagame. Yeah, that was awesome. She yeah, uh she, she definitely is very well educated. Yeah, I mean she yeah, she speaks like four languages and that's what's cool. Like people who live in like multiple countries I just feel like have a very, very well rounded mindset. Yeah. Cause I think like even the best person, like the most woke person in America, is just the average person in yeah, Germany. You gotta travel. Yeah, that's what I'm. Saying. Yeah, and I think that's something that like America doesn't face because all the states are. There's still states like it's still America, mm-hmm. even though Louisiana is very different from 
California, mm-hmm. but it's still America. And I think it being in Europe, you're you have to travel essentially to different countries. I mean, if you go to school in France, you could have a field trip to Germany mm-hmm. or Poland. Like, and I feel like it's just it's easier because you could take a train to travel instead of flying all the way. Like, we're one of the few countries where you have to get on a plane to fly to another part of the same country. Yeah, that's true. Big one. Yeah. So. It's a continent. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And I I, I don't think we have a lot of diversity in a cultural way here. Where Canada has a lot. I mean, they have a lot of French. They have a lot of French-Canadian. They have the first landers which i think they call like their native canadians are we native americans native nadians <laughs> native nadians nadian nativeins nativeins well thomas i wish we would have watched the whole movie actually cuz i would have felt she was probably like ah yeah they I only got to have power in but akuna matata <laughs> we'll go check it out now. Yeah. October nineteenth, Chelsea Theater in yeah. Manhattan. Maki, go watch Maki. it. Check the tickets. I guess I'll put the link. I have to do that. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Thomas, any last words for Diddy? No. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you liked what you heard, please give us reviews, ratings, and likes, and all that stuff. It helps us so much more than you know. Um, Feel free to hit me up if you want to be a guest, if you have an opinion on something, or if you just want to (laughs) talk. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon.